Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Osmar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include blood and bloodletting, fantasy violence, death, dinosaurs, and mosquitoes. Arc 2, Episode 2 An end is near, and a start is nearer. From page 85 of Yesterday I Was the Moon by Noor Unahar Everything in the Court of Ravens is cold and low. The temperature, the vines, the long-legged bugs skating on the surface of the still, still water. Marsh, swamp, bog, bayou, call the Paluto wield what you want, but its true nature defies categorization. Tall, lonely cypress trees blot out the sunless sky above, their mossy leaves hanging like tears. The ripping thorns and sucking mud holes of the court threaten to stymie even the hardiest of outsiders, but a trained eye sees the life. A foam-lipped eddy here, a prickling mosquito there, a glowing fungus. A settlement, shrouded by ferns and fog, elevated by wooden stilts above the soaked silt, with ramps leading into straw-hoofed huts. And of course, to the east, the Boundary Waters, that vast saltwater inlet which separates the court from the rest of mainland and Dake. We find our party now, with the boundless Godspine mountain range to their back and the mist-shrouded Court of Ravens to their front. Have you ever seen a desert kiss a swamp? That's what the boundary between the Republic of Talmud and the Court of Ravens looks like. The hard red rock of the sun-bleached badlands yield soft against the fog and arboreality of the raven's maw, that four-mile stretch on the mainland where the Republic ends and the court begins. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. Last we left you, the sunless sky was dimming above your heads. The borders of the Maw are closed to outsiders, just like the gates of Dabathati, the three-headed capital of Talmud, had also been closed to outsiders. 
And so, the four of you had convinced the dozens and dozens of other refugees from Talmud and Nabal to form a circular barricade with their carts. People inside, monsters outside. And as dark draws near like a wolf smelling blood, the four of you disperse to temporarily attend to your own business. Oka and Manaya, you give orders to the refugees around you. V, you make a pit stop at a certain wealthy elven lady's caravan. And Dewey, you stand by a downed cart, face to face with the myriad. Let's start there. Uh... I take a step back, like, did not expect that. You know I know what you look like now, so can we maybe stop with the clock, cloak and dagger act? It's, uh, you're giving me anxiety, please. Well, giving you anxiety is my middle name, Cardew. Besides, I can't let any of your companions see me. Who knows what they might do to poor little old Myriad. This is a courtesy call, Cardew. Dropping in to let you know that your former employers are quite eager to see the deed done, and I'm running out of excuses for them. I'm supposed to be the best in the business, and if I don't deliver the goods, which is of course your hollow-boned head, they might send someone who's even more vicious than a demon. Yeah, but you wanted, uh, infer- He starts grabbing books out of his bag. You think I haven't read books? Do you think me a peon, Cardew? You think me illiterate? Well, no- but you don't have the... You wanted information, right? You yes. you don't have the perspective I have? So I Exchange of information like we agreed? I'm glad to hear you at least honor that agreement. So tell me, Cardu, what have you discovered about the stranger that I do not already know? What have I read about? Okay, uh, so I'm assuming that during this two-week stretch of traveling, you've definitely like read through every single one of these books in detail. I'm just assuming that's something Dewey would do. Yes. To save his life? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, cool. Uh, so Dewey, you know, frustratingly enough, that a lot of these books already tell you basically things you already know uh, about the Stranger War, basically. Uh, what the Myriad has already told you. But there is one piece of information uh, that you did not know before in one of these books, which is that apparently the reason why tales of the Stranger War are so difficult to come across is because all these books say that they are mostly orally passed down. Uh, and not really recorded. One of the reasons is because a lot of like prominent scholars are like, this is just like fanfic uh, of the Gambit of Queens. Like we're not gonna like respect this by writing it down. Another reason is because it appears that there has been a more complete record of the Stranger War, not written down, but woven into a tapestry in the rose. They all sort of point toward the tapestry. And actually these books are sort of translations of, of people not from Moreau's trying to translate the, the pictorial style of storytelling of the tapestry. And of course there are always gaps and mistranslations because of that. Um, but it's kind of uh, unhelpful because all you know is that it's a tapestry in Moreau's. You don't know which village in Moreau's. You don't know like where to find it, any leads of that sort. And you kind of doubt the credibility of some of these authors as well. So this is the information I think you've been able to gather. Uh, so I have ideas on where to find the information you were asking, demanding from me. Can you just tell me a little bit why, like a little bit more about why you want this? I know we discussed it previously, but oh, uh, Cardu, aren't you supposed to be smart? Shouldn't you have a, let's say, a big brain for you to retain this information? But fine, I'll tell you. 
I'm interested in learning more about this stranger war because I have a feeling that this business is not finished. This vanishing, this cataclysm, and the myriad gestures toward the quickly darkening sky and the lack of stars uh, in, the, in the night atmosphere. Um, and he says, I have a feeling it's all connected. You see, when my connection to my god, Sen, was severed, at first I was like, well, no big deal. I'm sure they're coming back. It's not unusual for Sen to be rather, let's say, mercurial in nature. Fickle, let's say, but obviously that isn't the case. I have a feeling that the stranger in our history, in Andake's folklore, is somehow related to all of this mess. Wait, did you say you were an emissary of sun? I. Uh, cool. Yeah, the Miri sort of cocks his head, raises an eye, eyebrow, and then his head like warm, warps, uh, almost like Plato, like swirling to form your own head cocked back at you, says, I'm the myriad. Who else could I serve? And then the head poof, turns back into that of a dog. I, guess, I would say this, but the dog is better. Um, yes, I do prefer the dog as well. Less of a flight risk. Okay, I think we're on the same wavelength about figuring out all of this and emissaries. Um, I still have some leads to check out, though. Okay, Cardu, but I can't ward off my employer's bloodthirst for much longer. I'm gonna need a little something-something from you. Something to prove, you know, that I, I'm close on your tail. That I'll be able to get you soon. How does a handful of bloodied feathers from you sound? No, no that's okay. I'm backing away. <laughs> backing away. No? <laughs> Looking at my friends. How about a wing, Cardu? Come on, uh... I need a little something-something. How about that pretty mm. beak of yours? Shining like polished leather. I start ripping out pages of my journal. How about, uh, here, some of my old research notes. I certainly would have, probably would have dropped these, right? Perhaps in a scrimmage between the two of us. Uh, yeah. He cocks his head and takes, takes the ripped out pages and he says, how about a little bit of your blood sprinkled on it too? Not too much, not too much. I don't want you to die on me here, do we? Cut your palm. What? Cut your palm. Or should I no. do it for you? No, I'm good. I'm walking away a little bit faster. Okay, uh, the myriad cocks his head, and I need you to make a deck save. No. While that happens, let's go to V. Oh, V, our little scoundrel, uh, you stand sort of at the opened doors of a tra of a covered wagon basically. This elven woman uh, who owns this wagon is setting up a tent just uh, maybe like 15 feet away from this wagon, uh, sort of on the inside of the enclosure that Oka and Manaya had helped everyone set up. Before you, you only have a few moments, right? Like you figure before like bodyguards mm -hmm. start come like knocking, locking things up, checking, checking on her items. Inside you see like crates, you see like chests, you know, you see a particularly, these chests are pretty big. You know, and you can just smell the gold and the silks. You see, like, valuable silks hanging on hooks and racks. What do you do, V? Is there anything particular to grab? I'm shiniest object that would glean my eye I want to throw into my robe. Oh, shit, I'm Ronnie. I don't have a robe on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I'm Ronnie right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just, I'll just put it into, into my clothes. Okay, whatever. are you going to go through the trouble of trying to open a trunk? Or are you just going to grab whatever's easily accessible? 
I don't feel like I have a ton of time to like, I've just picked three locks. I, I feel like opening more locks would be, screw it, let's open up a trunk. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's do it, open up a trunk. Uh, so I need you to make a lock, like a lock picking check. So I think that's a sure. uh, sleight of hand. 21. 21, okay, with a 21, uh, the trunk pops open. And you see, okay, in the midst of like more like beautiful clothes, you're like, oh shit, this was like a clothes trunk, but they're nice silks, good linens, you know? You could sell these for quite a lot of gold, actually. And you know that bed sheets, linens, mattresses are like the the underappreciated gold, right? Of like the thieves market. But that's not what catches your eye. What catches your eye uh, is the green tiefling curled up on top of the linens. Uh, and as soon as you open that, she appeared to have been asleep. As soon as you open it up, uh, she's got like one broken horn and another one that just sort of sticks out at an angle. Uh, she has sort of like almost like a, a kind of rough, rough looking skin and, and these like red freckles on her on her green face. She's dressed in kind of these rags and she's got like uh, two daggers strapped to her waist. As soon as you open up the trunk, she goes, oh, are we here? What are you doing in this trunk, friend? Ah! Are you Have you been kidnapped? Scrummage! Quail heart! The, the bodyguards! Attack! Attack form a, formation A! You hear the two other trunks start banging around. What <laughs> And you hear a voice go, I can't get out, they locked it! Friends, friends, friends! I can open I can let you all out, just you have to shh, keep your mouth shut. Wait. I mean, it's, this is rescue operation. You're not you're not one of the her you're not one of Patti's bodyguards? I don't seem to recognize you. Uh, and this, like, tiefling had, like, a dagger drawn, you know, in the middle of, of, of shouting at you, but she, like, starts to lower it. No, I'm your good friend Ronnie. I'm here to help you out. Ronnie? I, we don't know no Ronnie. Oh, were you really that drunk back at the bar, at the tavern? Uh, I, I saw you get thrown into these trunks afterwards, and I thought I would come chase you down. I've been chasing this wagon since the last town we were in. Okay, I need you to roll deception for me, V. <laughs> oh. And off of that deception roll, let's go to... <laughs> okay, so we have two points of collective inspiration, just so you know. Uh, but off of that deception roll, let's go to Oka and Manaya. So let's say the two of you have been working together to like help coordinate the last of the people to set up their, set up their wagons as a barricade. So where do we find the two of you now? I believe Oka was going to be moving further down, like down to where, like, the pe- like further into the distance uh, to get to more caravans to tell them to do the same thing, basically. Okay. What about Manaya? I think all of the commotion might be startling some of the animals, and so for the carts that can't be moved, Manaya's going to help move them. Or can't be moved by the animals, Manaya's going to help move them. So are you two uh, splitting off, or are you working yep. together? Splitting off. Okay, uh, so let's go to Oka first. Yeah, so I imagine that every single caravan can't fit into one circle, mm-hmm. and that like people like farther down the line aren't probably aren't or are having trouble like seeing what we're doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you're gonna have them form their own circle. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like like circles down a line. Okay. So let's okay. let's do the ones behind you. Let's yeah. see. Uh, okay. So you go. You start like. How are you trying to rally them? Well, they'll just kind of like come, you know, like running out of the darkness at the first wagon and like point and be like, get into a circle like this, you know. Oh, is, are you, are you, are you a, a, someone from the court? Uh, says kind of like a, a goose looking Aarakocra. Not necessarily. I'm from, I'm from all over. It doesn't matter if I'm from the court or not. Do you want to get eaten by monsters? What? No, no, we don't. Well then make uh, a circle. Well, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. 
Uh, and the goose-looking Aarakocra turns to his chicken-looking Aarakocra wife and goes, Well, you heard him, dearie! And they start balking for this, like, group of people to start forming their own circle. And down the line you go, sort of, like, barking at them, making sure people are, like, getting the memo passed down. Uh, while that's happening, Manaya, what direction are you going in? Uh, I'm staying in the circle that we are in, just making sure all the carts are in place. Like I said, the carts that aren't quite in place, she's going to help move them. Going to help position them? Okay. Uh, especially, like, the kind of spooked animals. Okay, you sort of go outside of where... The central circle is, and you see like a, a group of kind of obstinate looking rhinos just sort of standing there, a trio of them, and they're kind of like very exasperated hobgoblin driver. Come on, Sapphire, we gotta go. Do you need some help? Oh, hi. Yes, help would be lovely. This is Sapphire, Opal, and Diamond. They're my, they're my deers, but uh, they don't really do well with other animals, and I think seeing all the horses and zebras around... Oh, they're, they're about to have a conniption! Well, we need to get your cart in place to, so we can block off this area. How about this? I can get your cart back to the circle uh, if you can get your animals ready, so you don't have to focus on the two things at once. Oh. I'm not great with animals, but... Oh, thank you so much. You're not, you're not one of those brigands trying to steal my things, are you? No, 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 no. I will have a conniption! No worries. Just, like, I'm not drawing my weapons, I'm not holding anything or going to, like, lockpick or whatever. Okay. She sort of looks you up and down. She doesn't seem entirely convinced. So she glances at your axe and says, How about I hold on to that as collateral? I assure uh, you, I do not know how to swing an axe. I would not make off with your axe if you promise not to make off with my my things. I have your word that you'll give it back once we're in place. Uh, just be a little careful. It's quite large and a little heavy. Well, well let's see here. Uh, as you hand it over, she falls to the ground as it pins her to the floor. <laughs> Gah! Well, you, uh, weren't, you oh. weren't lying. My mother's taught me never to lie. She sort of tilts her head, looks at you kind of oddly, says, That's odd to find someone so honest out here, especially after the, the world frickin' ended. But thank you for your help. Boss. Come on now, Diamond. Carry this on your horn. And she starts, like, <laughs> dragging the access as she, like, allows you to unlatch um, her wagon <laughs> from the rhinos. Uh, while that's happening, let's go back to Dewey. Dewey, what did you get for your deck save? Got a motherfucking 21. Hey! Nice. A motherfucking 21, that is hey. enough. Okay, hey. Uh, hey. so you are only going to take half damage. Um, <laughs> so roll, roll, well, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, you only take, you only take two points of damage. Myriad wasn't out here to actually kill you. Uh, of, of piercing damage. Uh, as the Myriad's, like, toothy mouth sort of cuts into your palm. It's like a shallow wound, you know, definitely not enough to, like, kill you, but enough to draw blood, which is exactly what the Myriad wanted. Um, and just a flash and a snap of jaw, uh, some blood flashes out and splatters onto your ripped-out journal pages. That wasn't so hard now, was it, Cardu? And his big pink tongue comes out and licks off the blood, your blood from his chops. Seriously, can we just talk it out next time? I... I gotta, I'm I gotta a, go. I'm a demon, Cardu. You can't deny me my true nature, yeah, I'm can you? Yeah, mad scientist. <laughs> well, you're the saddest mad scientist I've ever seen. And I've seen quite a few. Well, thank you for your contribution, yeah. Cardu. I'll be keeping an eye on you. This should throw them off the scent just a little bit longer. Because trust me, as far as assassins go, I'm a pretty nice one. Next time, just... just Come out with it. Don't do the... Come Bye. Uh, and the myriad steps behind the wagon. And if you were to glance, he'll be gone. The downed wagon. And you're left alone there, Cardu. 
<laughs> Why'd I call you Cardoon? Dewey. You actually see Oka, uh, maybe a couple dozen feet away, like getting, uh, finishing up getting a group of people to, to, to form a smaller barricade. Do you wave Oka over? Do you go over to them? Can I tell if this is the Myriad's wagon? Like, what's this wagon just doing out here? Oh yeah, you can investigate the wagon, for sure. How are you uh, investigating this wagon? Um, I'm just like poking my head in, just briefly. Sure, go for it. A sort of investigation. While that happens, Oka, on the horizon, you finish getting the smaller group of wagons into a circle, uh, comprised of just ma- primarily like a single family, but a big family of like uh, halflings and dragonborn and humans. Uh, and like the dragonborn matriarch steps up to you, she says, thank you so much for helping my family get our act together. We're so scared of the night terrors. Yeah, you yeah. should be. Well, at least we're hardy folk from the championship, used to scrounging for every scrap of good we get in this world. We'll be okay, won't we? I don't... I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, Oka looks weirdly, like, uh, uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the halfling children sort of, like, uh, pulls on this uh, dragonborn woman's, like, trousers and says, This is the rudest person who's helped us so far. All right, well, I'm, I'm kind of busy, actually. Like, there are a ton more people here, so just make oh, your yes. circle and don't die. Of course. Thank you. And, uh, I'm sorry, where, what position, what rank in the court are you? Uh, blood hunter. And Oka quickly walks away. <laughs> There's a blood hunter rank? Uh, as you walk away, you see Dewey poking his head, uh, into the wagon. Uh, Dewey, what did you get? Uh, 19. 19! As soon as you poke your head at the wagon, your head goes through, uh, and it is revealed to be an illusion. And as soon as you realize it's an illusion, it's sort of like, like, seems to, like, uh, grow faint. Uh, okay. He's a little embarrassed. He, like, he sees Oka in the distance and is like, oh, gosh, and tries to, like, get back to the group without Oka seeing him. Okay, yeah, do you do, like, this? You know, like, yeah. in, the, in the lunchroom, you, like, cover your face with your hand and you turn when you, like, see someone that you're kind of friends with, but not really, you know, they, you know so it's an awkward moment. Uh, but you head back. And, okay, you see Dewey, like, covering his face, like, to shield himself from you and, and, and head back to the main to the main circle. Uh, while that's happening, let's get back to V. What did you roll? I rolled a 22. With a 22, this tiefling lowers her dagger and says, uh, I'm sorry, Ronnie, was it? I'm sorry, we... You know, the three of us, we really, we really, uh, we get into quite a, quite a pickle sometimes drinking and we don't really remember everyone <laughs> that we meet. Isn't that right, Scrum? Yeah! Do your friends need to be let out, too? They do! Yes, thank you for opening this trunk for me. Uh, nice to meet you, by the way. And she, like, extends a hand. Uh... I quickly dart and, like, quickly shake it and take my hand back. Because otherwise it'll be revealed to be, like, an illusion, right? I don't think my hand would be too much, but, like, if my belly, if they tried to touch my belly, they'd probably go through that, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so she uh, she goes, oh, uh, I guess we already introduced ourselves to each other, huh? But as a reminder, my name is Lore. I'm from the championship. My associate's here. Uh, Scrum, this big guy's gonna help break you out now, okay? Just, just hold still. Go for it, big guy. Excellent. This is my favorite part of the job. And yeah, I try to pick that lock. Okay, I think I'm going to let you keep your lockpicking uh, score from earlier. So you're able to unpick this lock and sort of swaddled in the middle of a bunch of jewels and gold and coins uh, is a little a little goblin guy with sort of like uh, yellowish red skin, um, pokes his head up. He's wearing kind of like a, a hat, like a kind of floppy hat. And he has like a crossbow strapped to his back that's almost as big as his actual body. He goes, hey! Name's Scrum. 
Nice to meet you again, Ronnie. Always a pleasure. I'm glad you all reminded me of your names, because I was a little I was a little heavy on the ale myself that night. So Scrum, Lore, uh you have uh, a, another friend here? Yes, uh our other friend should be in that trunk over there. And they all point toward like the kind of a bigger trunk in the back, and you hear a voice, a very rather morose voice from inside go, Can you please let me out? Oh, of course, friend, of course. And it's really dark in here. I'm getting mildew on my beak. Oh no, just just give me two clicks of a lamb's tail, friend, and I'll get you right out of here. Okay, you do it in two clicks of a lamb's tail, and sort of swaddled within like more clothes, belongings, like objects, personal affects. You see like a, a box of rations has been ripped open and dipped into by Quailheart, uh, as Lore mentioned earlier, who is a hummingbird like Aarakocra, even smaller than Scrum, but has a very deep and kind of lonely sounding voice. Um, Hi there, the name's Quailheart. Chirp chirp. Hey, Quail. My name's Ronnie. I'm here to rescue you all. How'd y'all get into these chests? Well, you know, they don't call us, says Lore. The Bone Breakers for nothing. Uh, and Scrum just goes, Working title! That's a working title! We're not, we're not married to that name. <laughs> so we, uh, um. we both broke some bones. Got, got a one-way special ticket into... The court. Are we there yet? Is that why you you came in here? Are we, are we there? No. In fact, we're all just out here waiting to get in. They're not letting anyone in right now. Really? The what? Why'd you why'd you wake us up for, Ronnie? If we're drinking oh, buddies, I'm sure we would have talked about you know waking each other up after we got in so we could get to the derby together. I'm sorry, I blacked out a little bit. I don't remember that very. I just remember us talking, having a good time, and then I see you going off in here. I thought you were being kidnapped because my my silly br- drunk brain couldn't remember a single thing. Uh, Scrum, yeah. is that your is that your stuff in that trunk with you? Do you mind if I just have a handful? Oh no, that's Lady Pothies. We were gonna steal all this stuff after we got past the border. You well, want, if I you could just in? take a handful, consider that my fee for for letting you out. The three of it, like, uh, there's a pause, and Lore goes, Bonebreaker sidebar! Working title! And they sort of, like, go into, like, a, a huddle in the back, and they start talking to each other. While this is happening, are you gonna try to steal some gold while they're, like, huddled together talking? I will be a gentleman and a scholar and let them talk it out first. Okay, while that's <laughs> happening, V, you hear a voice uh, at the entrance to the wagon go, What the hell? Uh, and on that, we are gonna cut... To Manaya. Uh, Manaya, you have brought the wagon uh, back into uh, this big circular barricade. And sure enough, you see this hobgoblin woman uh, with your, with your axe. She's like laid your axe across like her three rhino's horns, you know, having them dangle it at like ferry it as they're like tromping, tromping, tromping. And she manages to get her rhinos like in between someone's elephant and someone else's zebra. Uh, she finds you. She goes, oh, you, young lady, is that my wagon? It is, right here, right where it needs to be. Oh, thank you so much, and here is your axe. Thank you very much. You'll find yourself well protected in the circle. Well, I really appreciate that. I'm glad we've avoided the worst. Well, I suppose it's time for us to pitch a tent. We don't know how long it's going to take for us to get in there. You know, I think it's really messed up that they're not just letting refugees in. Well, I say kick the opportunists out, those nasty folk from the championship. Always trying to make the best of a dire situation, but I say they exploit other people in the meantime. They should let good, hardworking folk like us in first. Manaya does a non-committal, hmm, at least for now. 
Stay safe. And she's going to walk away from that. Well, thank you again. Stay safe tonight as well. Uh, around the same time, Oka, uh, you see Dewey heading back to the main group. And Oka, you've, you've pretty much like helped out everyone else in the vicinity. Like, form their own barricade. What do you do? Are there any kind of like tall, tall things around? Like a big tree? Yeah, you or... see a, lar- a tall baobab tree nearby. I am going to climb it to try to get a, a, a Dewey's eye view. Okay, you scale the tree, and, you know, the trunk is, you know, you're familiar with it, but people who aren't would not be, it's kind of rubbery, this trunk, and kind of slick, not really the rough kind of uh, uh, bark that you would expect from, like, a coniferous tree, for instance, and you manage to hike and, and, and hoist your, way, your, your, your legs between a, a branch, and you can sort of have, like, a Dewey's eye view uh, of the Badlands, with the court glimmering in the distance about four miles away. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of stay up there, uh, and kind of be keeping watch for a while. Okay. Just to make sure that they're, like, to, like, be looking in basically all directions, you know? Making sure that nothing is coming or going. So, okay, you stay up there. Why don't I just make a general perception check for me in that case? To see okay. how, how much you, you take in beyond the normal. Eleven. Eleven. You do a normal job. I think is what an eleven means. You look around... You notice that it's getting darker with every passing, like, minute, basically, and you can surmise by within the half hour, it's going to get, like, fully dark, and that's when the night beasts will come. Mm. So you'll probably be pretty vulnerable up there. You might want to, like, get back to the encampment with your uh, party members before dark, or you can choose to stay out here for longer. Up to you. Um, Is there any, like, tree closer to the camp? I was hoping to be, like, sort of close, like, within... You're you're pretty close, yeah. Uh, You'll still be pretty, I mean... Okay, let's say you're like 20 feet out from the main camp. I mean, I am going to wait up here until if and when the first night beast comes. Okay. Uh, But for now, I am going to cast light, kind of like hold it up and out, and maybe make some kind of like call, a familiar call of some kind, so that my party members will be able to see me. Okay. You, You cast an orb of light above your head, sort of shining this like pale white illumination around the leafless branches of the baobab tree. Dewey, Manaya, V, I think you're preoccupied, uh, but Dewey and Manaya, the two of you here are kind of familiar, like, what's what's kind of a bird call are you making? <laughs> okay, bird call time. Whoop! Okay. Just kind of like that. Kind of like a whipper will a little bit. Manaya and Dewey, the two of you hear this kind of familiar call, you know it's Oka, and you see that beam of light about 20 feet away from the encampment. What do the two of you do? Dewey heads up towards Oka. Uh, I think he's lost track of Manaya at this point. Okay. Uh, so he's going to fly up there. Manaya? Uh, Manaya's gonna wave back a few times, make sure that they can see her, and then continue helping people move carts around and organizing the people. Oka will acknowledge Manaya's wave with a wave of the light. Okay, and do we <laughs> take off with two flaps of a lamb's tail, and you arrive at the, at the bub bub tree as Manaya continue to help other people around you. Uh, v, you are in a little mm-hmm. bit of a pickle here. One of those bodyguards presumably came back here to, like, either grab something for their wagon or, like, check on it. And you stand basically, like, red-handed in the middle of the wagon with those three, the, the quote-unquote bone breakers huddled in the corner. And you see, like, this big kind of, like, half-minotaur-looking guy standing there. And his hand immediately goes to the hilt of his uh, short sword. What are the four of you doing in here? I... What... Where am I? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, what... I feel... I feel like I've been charmed or something. What? Who, 
who are, where am I, friend? I, who, who are these people? What am I doing? Okay, rogue performance. <laughs> oh my god. That is a 16. A 16? Okay. The half-minotaur guy pauses and says, Do you remember who charmed you? I mean, all I remember is I was in a tavern, and it's like I heard this voice in my head, and then I've been following this caravan to here, and then I just felt compelled to, like, open up the back of this carriage. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we, we were... Wow, where are we? Who are you? What is this place? Says Laura, like, looking around. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm... What am I? Am I a goblin? Am I a, am I a halfling? Who knows? I... I feel so lost in the world. Okay, okay. You know what? Just... I'll get Lady Pothy. She'll sit you down for an interview. She has a lot of enemies, you know. Uh, and we'll get this squared away. If you could... If you could hurry along and do that, friend, that'd be great, because... I want to get down to the bottom of this. I want to get to the truth and nothing but the truth. I I agree. I I am a stout seeker of the truth. And as a sworn the- protector of Lady Pothy, I must do everything to protect her life and her assets. So just wait right here. And all four of you hear sort of coming from probably the entrance of the Ravensmall, like a really loud cawing noise. Like a bunch of ravens are cawing. You hear like a caw, like oh, just a bunch, a bunch. And everyone sort of pauses on what they're doing. Uh, and then there's like a bunch of whispers like, what was that? Did y'all hear that? What was that? And a few moments pass. And then like y'all feel the earth kind of tremble a little. Not like an earthquake, but in the sense that like almost like carts are moving. And Oka, from your vantage point up top, the caravans beyond your group, like who were in front of you, have begun to move. Oh, like whatever blockade there was or whatever border that was closed has been opened. 30 minutes until nightfall. Oh boy. And it's sort of like a ripple effect, you can see, as this information is passed down, you see it as it hits the group of like circular encampments you've helped set up, and people start like tearing their wagons away from the barricade and like attacking up their, you know, their steeds again. And like, like stomping out their fires and packing up their tents and being like, let's go, let's go, they're letting us in. V starts closing the trunks to like the clothes and shit, (laughs) (laughs) and like locking them up. But then I would like to sneak sneak a little hand while I'm clues doing the one that had like gems and coins and shit. Okay, roll sleight of hand. (laughs) Oka goes, "Ah, fucking fuck!" Uh, Jumps out of the tree and starts running towards the camp. Dewey, you've just arrived at the tree when Oka soars over your head and jumps down next to you. No, (laughs) and starts rushing back toward the camp. No, Oka, please, please come back. So I skid to a stop and is like, "Do we go? Do we stay?" Do we go? Do we, <laughs> do we go? <laughs> no, do we go? Come on. Oh, I love that. Max, you get a point of inspiration for that pun. <laughs> okay, so do we, do we go? And Oka go. And the two of you speed off back toward the camp. And Oka, you can see like the the, the Aarakocra chicken and goose camp, as well as like the, the dragonborn halfling human camp. They all are like packing up their things and trying to go, 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 go. Manaya? Uh, is anyone staying? Everyone seems pretty eager to go. There's sort of like a rush of motion, you know, and you're like looking around. Everyone is like packing up their shit. People are like starting to jostle, try to cut each other in line. I'm going to find Squeak as quick as I can. You look, you cast your gaze around. You know where Squeak set up. Your your group is the farthest away from them all. Uh, and you see, yeah, you see the hippos. You see Squeak is, is hurriedly tearing down the tent. Uh, I'm just going to book it. People do what they want. If they don't want protection, they ain't getting it. I, I guess we're moving. Manaya, okay, goodness, you're here. Help me, help me pack up this tent. Quick, hurry, hurry. Of course, of course. And Manaya is going to half help 
but mostly be watching to make sure we're not ambushed by anything. Okay, roll perception. Eight. <laughs> My perception would be 13. Okay, with the 13, you're looking around. Well, everything is real busy, bustling, moving. You're like keeping your ears peeled. And then you see, you you think you hear maybe like hooves, hooves in the distance. How close are Oka and, I, or Oka and Dewey? How close are the two of you? I think at that point, Oka's shoving their way through like the rude bitch they are. So they're clearing a path pretty fast. Okay. <laughs> Oka and Dewey, I think the two of you actually arrived to Squeak's camp right as Manaya and Squeak finish like folding the tent up and like stuffing it in Squeak's bag. All right, yeehaw hippos, let's go. Uh, Oka, Oka, Dewey, glad you're here. Hopefully you will catch up with us later. We're moving. I heard some hooves in the distance. Oka, you take the back. Do you take the right? I'll take the left. We're going to watch this caravan and make sure nothing happens. All right? On it. We have to move. Great. I'm a fighter now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, V, what did you get? I got a 19. A 19. You grab a handful of those <clears throat> nice, beautiful, crispy jams. And I need you to roll D100. 91. 91 gold worth. Boys. Of gems. Well. I think you grab like a real large like sapphire and like several smaller gems. You just stuff, stuff that away. The bone breakers are getting out of there. You know, you see like a scrum the goblin is like wrapped up in expensive silks. You know, you see like lore is also draped, you know, in jewels and like a crown. You see quail heart, uh, this hummingbird is flapping along and has like a, a big old like ring around his beak. Uh, and lore says, see you in the court. And like she like, she jumps out and so does the rest of the bone breakers. I'm gonna finish locking up the the initial first three locks that I did. I'm gonna shake the guard's hand like, may the gods look it down in your favor and then run off into the crowd. Okay, are you looking for your party? Yes. Okay. And as I'm like, once I get into the crowd a bit, uh, I'll drop Ronnie back into V. Sounds good. Your disguise just sort of sloughs off of you. It's just like mm-hmm. honey melting. Uh, and then like V, your blonde hair, boop pokes back out your green chrysalis robes, your, your Kelly green tie, your vest, as you're like looking around hurriedly. It's just a scene of panic and chaos. Everyone is moving. You almost like, you like dodge to the left as like a big cart, like drawn by like four horses and this huge wagon just trundles past them. They, they, they're just like, go, go, like whipping, whipping the horses, like digging spurs in, like trying to get them to move as quickly as possible. I just hear hooves, like the ground shaking all around you. People are trying to cut each other in line. You see like someone, like two like wagons sort of collide into each other and one like flips over you know and like like the wagon like slides you know almost does like a donut in the donut in the ground but the person who bashed into that wagon doesn't even care they just keep going stuff like that and you don't see your party anywhere in the rush which means they're probably still where you left them sort of toward the back of the crowd what do you do v i think i'll just go ahead let's i'm gonna join the rush i'm just gonna try on to get foot in. <laughs> yeah it's, it's sure. pretty I... dangerous i will say v there are carts and animals rhinos as well all around oh, you god <laughs> is it possible at all to try to jump on the back of a cart as it's passing by okay i need you to roll acrobatics for me because <laughs> i don't know if this is usually in your wheelhouse unless you have magic that can help you using all of her skills uh, no i'm dexterous so that's uh 14 14 okay i'll give that to you at a price uh so you are able to gra- hop onto the back of a caravan but the price is either the person or the people in charge of this caravan are very unfriendly. Or, let's say the back of the caravan is unstable and probably going to fall off. I can deal with unfriendly, come on. (laughs) Okay, you hop onto the back of the caravan, and it's actually the back of, like, an uncovered wagon where there are, like, six or seven other armed-to-the-teeth-looking mercenary dudes. 
and like real buff people sitting there. And as you hop, you clamber on and they all like look at you. Hello, welcome from the Chrysalis, friends. I am here to bless your cart and give you protection until you get into the Court of Ravens. Uh, roll persuasion. I'm really running through the gamut of your charisma skills. <laughs> so, as you hop onto the back, looking down, these like really roughened, weather-hardened mercenaries. Let's go back to our main party, Manaya, Uka, and Dewey. You don't see V anywhere. Squeak is like, it's Duke, we're gonna get left behind, we have to go. Oh, we'll follow. She's wily, it's fine. Okay! Come on now, Ching, Bertha, Hyacinth, Cactus, run like the wind! And Squeak like sort of slaps the butts of her hippos and they go, and they start like, across the badlands. Sort of, y'all sort of like bringing up the rear. There's a few people like like behind you and around you, uh, but they're like the majority of the crowd is in front of you. You see like this big sort of red dust uh, cloud being kicked up by all the animals' hooves and whatnot. But Manaya, those hooves you heard earlier are coming from behind you. Not to your left or to your uh-huh. right but behind you, and they're growing louder. Oh, that's where Oka's yeah. in the back. Yeah, Oka's okay. in the back. You're sitting in the back of the wagon, so where are the rest of you positioned on this wagon? On top, clinging for dear life, <laughs> and also watching out. Okay, you're on top of the covered wagon, clinging on, looking around. What about you, Oka? You're like, sort of maybe, the back is like open. Let's say like the, yeah. the tailgate is down. Yeah, Oka has like one hand on sure. the end of this, kind of like hanging off of it. Sounds to, like, good. Check both sides. The yeah. arid desert air sort of whooshing inside, like causing like the sides of the car- caravan cover to sort of flap and flap and flap. So almost sounding to you, Manai, like a sail flapping in the wind. And like there's dust being kicked up everywhere and dewy, maybe you cough a little. Your, your glasses get all fogged up with some dust. What about you, Manai? I can only imagine the hippos aren't moving fast, like, so fast that Manaya couldn't, like, jog to keep pace. Okay. Uh, so she's keeping pace on the right side, uh, keeping good. an eye behind her. The th- three of you see something kind of horrifying. Those hoof noises get louder, like, impossibly loud. Like, this is, like, either, like, the biggest horse in the world, or, like, a bunch of horses. And then, like, there's, like, the dark- darkness is falling, right? Is anyone casting light? Oka, do you still sort of have, like, your hand aloft, casting light in, like, a circle around you? Maybe Oka, like, slapped it on the back of the... Uh, caravan, so, like, the entire back is glowing. Yeah. Okay, so the entire back of the caravan... The tail lights. Yes, the tail lights of the caravan <laughs> are glowing. Uh, and there's also still a little bit of light left in the day. And, Dewey, from your position on top of the cover of the wagon, Remember those like other like uh, wagons I described to you that was sort of like flanking you a little behind you? There's one let's say on a diagonal from you behind you. Uh, you see like someone like at the pinprick of someone like driving like a zebra and like their wagon. And then you see a huge dark shadow descend, almost like a spike coming from like the sky descend and it appears to pick up the wagon. And you hear like a distant scream as wagon driver and horse are all sort of picked up from the middle. And the wagon seems to like fall from it because you have smashed onto the ground into smithereens and the horse and the driver disappear. And the scream cuts off abruptly. And the hooves grow louder. And then out of the darkness, in the last few moments of the setting light, we see emerging a gigantic creature probably as tall as a building, maybe two buildings tall. In the distance, maybe 60 feet behind your wagon, a squeak goes, ah, and drives drives her hippos faster. This thing has, that big sharp spike was its beak, because its beak is super long. It looks like a pterodactyl with its beak just extended all the way down. A crane from hell. A crane from hell, basically, and it has hooves. 
four hooves that it's like galloping impossibly toward you with. And its entire body seems to be made of like obsidian mottled shadow and two huge eyes on either side of the beak. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. Glad I'm in my cart. <laughs> Uh, Manaya, Dewey, and Oka, the three of you see this huge creature lunging at you from the dark, only 60 feet away. Uh, these poor hippos are running as fast as they can. A hippo's uh, top speed is 30 miles an hour. These hippos are extremely motivated, so they're going a little over 30, but it's not quite enough as this huge beast looms closer. Uh, this thing is like two, three, four stories tall, um, has a huge beak attached to a bird-like face, a long neck like proportionally about as long as a giraffe, attached to like kind of a rounded, like darkened, feathered body. And four hooved appendages sticking out of the body. Of running at you from the dark. And you also see to your horror duty, as well as the rest of you. The two front limbs also have like wings flaring out from their sides as this thing comes toward you. Oka screams. <laughs> Roll initiative! Dewey as well. Oh boy. 15. Dewey got a 15. Manaya? 5. 5. Okay, uh, okay. 14. 14. V? 8. 8. First up to go. Dewey, what do you do? This uh-huh. thing is like catching up to you. It's like, it's got like big strides, you know, probably within just a few more turns it's gonna reach you. Uh, Dewey pulls a, like, a big ring, like, aperture kind of thing. It's flat, it's large, wider than he is. He, like, chucks it into the air towards, like, forwards, and it floats, and then the aperture part opens up, and a, ro- a rope drops out. What? And I'm, ca- I'm casting rope trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does that do? It rises into the air, an invisible entrance opens up to an extra-dimensional space that lasts for an hour and can be reached by climbing to the top of the rope and can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures. So you're gonna have your team enter this and hide? I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Does it travel? Okay, is it like tossing up a tennis ball while you're on a ship or does it stay stationary? How do physics work here? Uh, Let's say it will move with the caravan, with the wagon, because I'm not about here trying to make y'all get separated. So you toss up like a ring of darkness comes out of your uh, feathered hands Hits the air above you, a rope comes out. Now what? I'm climbing, and I'm, I'm just screaming, ah, I'm getting out of here. Squeak, scream, back. what about me? What about the hippos? What about our stuff? They'll be they'll be fine without our our weight on the on the cart. Just get in here. I, I can't leave my hippos behind, my baby. Okay, then don't. All but I'm going things. in, and I go in. Okay. Uh, do you climb in? Do you leave the, the hole open? Yeah, and I'm like looking out to see if my uh, party is coming up. What is the extra? And if they're not, I'm closing it. Sure. What does the extra dimensional space look like? If like an airplane had like a clear bottom to it, um, it's just like a smaller space with like seats. But I'm standing on the floor, and the floor is like clear. Okay. I'm looking good. down, and I can see everything that's happening. Cool. You're looking down through the hole, and you see everything that's happening through the hole, right? You can see like the ground rushing underneath you. You know, you can sort of see like the glowing entrance of the tarp uh, that Oka had created. You can see like Manayo like hoofing along beside beside the caravan. You can see dust kicking up the great big plumes all around you. Wait, does that mean that Manaya is running at 30 miles an hour? Yeah, I don't know if you can keep up with 30 miles an hour, Manaya. Uh, 
Yes. Just say that as it picks up and he jumps into the cart. Okay, sounds good. We could say that Manaya and Oka, you're each on like either side of the cart in that case. So next up is actually going to be Oka. What do you do? Oka has been yelling this whole time. Just like, how did I fucking miss that? How did I miss that? And they kind of like look at Manaya, look at the hole where Dewey is. Cardu, get out of the hole. I'm not going back down there. This thing is just like coming at us, right? Yeah, it looks like it wants to kill you. Okay, great. Nothing bothers birds more than a fly. So Oka is going to... Ape shift into, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, they are. Oka is going to tap into their radiant soul and let their wings sprout from their back as they take like a running jump off the back of the cart. Okay, what's your blood hunter die? My blood hunter die? Yeah. A d10. Roll it. Why? Remember the devil's bargain? That was one time! It was twice. Roll it. That was two times. The five. Okay, as wings sprout from your back, you take five points of radiant damage uh, as they they rip out of your soul in an, ex, in an excruciating fashion. Just like divine shards, like piercing your skin. And not just your skin, but your, your, your tea, your soul itself. Ow. As you le- as you, you you let out, I think it, it, like an involuntary cry of pain as you leap off the back of the caravan. Now what? Uh, Oka is going to start flying toward it very erratically to just like to distract it, because like what it's gonna like you know with its little beak it has very precise to get, to eat me. Okay, I like that. You're gonna <laughs> while you're flying around trying to distract it, are you also gonna try to hit it? Um. I used my action, technically. Oh, okay, cool. The cool. action Sounds was good. to use the radiant soul, so Oka's just gonna start scream, like screaming, uh, and like flying towards it. Okay, you yeah, know. sounds good. Uh, this creature's like huge, glossy eyes turn on you, Oka, as you like fly. You're like a tiny little, yeah, like a yeah, fly, like, a like buzzing in its face, um, like a big, fat, juicy fly in front of a lizard, right? As it's like its big beak, which is sort of like like dragging its entire head down, because that's how heavy this huge fucking beak was, like in lifts as its head like cocks to the side, and it, tr- it its huge, glossy eyes sort of follow your movement as you're darting in front of it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to get cl- like close enough to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that its beak can't actually, like, it's, I'm close enough to its face that its beak can't get me. Okay, yeah, this creature is gonna go now. Uh, and it, like, it gets closer and closer, and now its, like, head is, like, almost, like, right in front of you, Oka, and I need you to make a deck save as it, like, swipes its beak toward you. Oh, boy. Okay, that is a 16. Okay, you're gonna take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as this huge beak just, like, thankfully you're not snapped in half. By the, the slashy part of the beak, or pierced through the middle by the pointy part of the beak, but you are hit by the blunt side of this beak as it just swats you out the air, and you go tumbling through the air, blitzing, uh, and as you do, the light from the back of the caravan dissipates, and everything about the caravan that where Dewey, Manaya, Squeak are is plunged into darkness, as the last remaining vestiges of light in the night sky vanish, and it is complete and total darkness that swallows you all. V, I need you to make a deck save. Oh, great. Noise little. Love that. Oof. Okay, that's a uh, five. Uh, as Oka smashes into you. Oh, cool! As you're on the back <laughs> of the wagon with these like rough and tumble mercenary guys. And Oka, you smash into V, and V, I just need you to roll a d6. Five points of damage. Yep, you take five points of bludgeoning damage as Oka's body crumbles against yours. Okay, so oh, at, at this point, this creature has now caught up to your cart, Manaya. 
and do it again in the complete darkness. You can't see it, but you hear it like, ah, 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 and then, and it, you, get, you can smell it and hear it, like, and feel it, it's hot breath breathing on you, Manaya, on the back of the caravan. What do you do? In that case, Manaya is going to duck into the wagon, uh, make her way to the front, and say to Squeak, I'll drive the hippos. What do you have for giant birds and light? Yeah. Uh, Manaya, you're going to try to uh, switch switch positions with Squeak? Mm-hmm. Okay, Squeak goes, okay, do you know, have you driven hippos before? It's just like driving a horse. Uh, I'll figure it out. Our lives are in danger. Okay, just uh, be gentle with the bits. They're very mouth sensitive. Uh, she, she hands the reins to you, and I need you to make an animal handling check as Squeak oh clambers God. over and starts, <laughs> starts rummaging through shit. This is the only time animal handling has saved someone's life, maybe. Just kidding, probably not. Maybe. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so you're like, describe to me what it's like as you're up there with like the torch, let's say, put into a sconce by the driver's side and you're handling the hippos. What is it like? I think Manaya is a little frantic right now and maybe hasn't fully processed the idea of being gentle with them combined with yeah. she's holding a rope and the only rope she's held has been rope on ships where you have to hold and pull hard. Yeah. Uh, so I think she's pulling at them a little too hard. Yep. You see, yeah. I think maybe what happens is you see a caravan just suddenly come out of the darkness, like suddenly within your radius of light and you pull hard to like avoid it, you know? And the hippos <laughs> sort of snort and they grunt angrily and they sort of jerk to the side and you hear Squeak go, ah! Uh, as you hear like thumping and bumping, like in the wagon in the back, as presumably she's being ping pong balled around <laughs> inside. <laughs> like a little, like a little balloon, like a beach ball. Cause she's like as round as one and as big as one. She goes, ah, Manaya! Manaya, please be gentle! Sorry. Okay, how about uh, uh, this? And Dewey, shooting out of the back of the down tailgate of the caravan, a beam of fire, whoosh, and goes straight toward this creature and knocks it square in like its neck. And Manaya, you hear Squeak go, oh, I've always wanted to use that one. Uh, but let's go oh, to V. What did you get for your persuasion roll? Oh shit, that was forever ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a 17. Okay, so you see like these like big old jacked up mercenary people cracking their knuckles, like presumably to kick you off. Uh, but then what you said, you know, caused them to pause and look at each other. And that was when Oka slammed into you. So now, you know, these people have lit torches. You can sort of see like in the in the darkness, like a, a, a an even darker shadow silhouetted against the purple night. Uh, and as soon as like the torch comes up on um, Squeak's caravan, you see Squeak in the front, you see Squeak and Manaya trading places. They're maybe like 30 feet behind you. And then you see that huge torrent of fire hit this thing in the neck. And you hear like a chorus of like shouts and whoa, what the hell was that? Look at that. I wonder who that spellcaster is like coming from the back uh, of, of all these guys you're with. And Oka, you're also in a crumpled heap next to V. So V, what do you do? Oka, are you all right, friend? Uh, it's like a, it's like a, Bird horse, bird horse from the fucking. Uh. You two know each right. other? Shut the fuck up! Questions later, friends. Questions later, giant bird horse first. V's gonna turn back and look over in that direction and be like, I can't believe I keep getting these predicaments. And uh, I'm going to cast Wall of Fire between horse bird creature and the back of the caravan. The back of this caravan you're in or the back of Manaya and No, Squeak's? like the back of, I'm assuming our caravan with Manaya and Squeak is like the last yes. wagon. 
Yes. So yeah, I'm going to cast a wall fire between them, which V is just going to take her hand and just fling it across the horizon. A big, giant, 20-foot-high flame wall is going to go like for 20 feet in, from one side to the other. The creature can go through it, but it's going to take damage now if it goes through it. It's going to go through it. So how much does it have? Does it have to make a deck save? Yes. Okay, so against what? Um, 14. Okay, you see V just sort of swipe her hand like across across space and just this wall of fire leaps into existence. And Dewey, you've got like you've got like front row tickets um, to the V fire show uh, as just this like wall of flames of crimson fire just leaps into existence in front of this huge dinosaur-like long-necked ass motherfucker um, as it as it charges like through it, taking. Uh, 18 points of damage, fire wow. damage. Okay, yeah, it takes 18 points of fire damage in addition to the other damage it took to its neck. And now you see, like, par- parts of its obsidian flesh is, like, ignited a little bit. See, its its feathers have caught a little bit on fire as it charges through the flames and it lets out a shrieking roar, almost like a velociraptor's roar, just, like, echoing across uh, the empty, rocky plains of the Badlands, causing all of the... Steeds that are fleeing from it to whinny and neigh in fear and run faster. Well, so long, new friends. I Maybe I'll be back. And V jumps off and starts. She's just going to, like, stand there and let things come to her. But yeah, oh, that's you jump off the right back there. of the caravan? Yep. Okay, the wagon was moving pretty fast. Horses can run, like, 35, 40 miles an hour, I think. Um, so I need you to make a constitution save as you... <laughs> that one. Like so long, bitches, and falls off the back. <laughs> and that one in the chat, please, and that one V in the chat. Okay, V, I need you to roll two d six. Three. Okay, you take three points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the ground. You lose, you lose your balance, and you like stumble a little, and like the whoosh, the ground rushes up to meet you. It's hard, and I need you to make a deck save given your nat one. Oh wow, uh, ten. Uh, that is not quite sufficient, as you are run over by a rhino. Uh, God, not a rhino. <laughs> not again. I need you to roll, let's see, four, 46. Seven. Okay, you take three points of bludgeoning and four points of piercing damage from the rhino's horn, as like the rhino just like knocks you to the side and its horn tosses you and you fly through the air and you like fall like a rag doll onto the ground as this like, you hear like, sorry. Uh, by like a no man like driving like his rhinos as it goes past you like a huge fucking train. And now we're gonna go to the top of the order, uh, going back to Dewey. Dewey, what do you do? This thing has been slowed down a little by the wildfire, has been hurt by the wildfire, has been hurt by whatever the hell Squeak has been doing. You can't see what Squeak is doing, but you saw that whatever she did shot out a huge beam of fire. So what do you do now? I'm gonna repel out of this hole and try and scoop V up as we go past. Okay, uh, you go you go back down this hole, uh, and let's say you can control whether the hole is stationary or moves with whatever it was tossed above. Because why not? I feel like that's more fun. So are you going to try to like stop the hole right as it's above V? I'm going to lower down, and then as we pass her. Okay, it's going to take a little bit of teamwork from you and Manaya though, because Manaya, you have to be able to maneuver the, the wagon toward where V is, because the trajectory you're going is going to miss her. Mm-hmm. So Dewey, do you shout at Manaya to like move it toward V? Yeah, as close as possible, but don't run her over. I think she already got run over, please. Can I toss Manaya an item as an action? Or as a free free action? Uh, You can toss Manaya as a bonus action, let's say. Like, Manaya, Manaya, catch, catch. And I 
I heft a pair of, they look like binoculars a little bit, uh, just like out of the hole towards towards her. Okay, Manaya, make a dexterity check. I better not lose Yeah, me. ten. This is a bad idea. Ten. Okay, uh, I will give you a hard choice with a ten. One, you catch it, but you break it a little, or it goes sailing past. Uh, I catch it. You catch it with such force. I think you're like, good, good, good. you're like, you juggle it a little because you're like driving well, the hippos and I'm the catching it with sailing. one hand because I put the reins in one hand. And so maybe like, I don't know. You catch Jerks. it a little and I think you you crush one of the lens. So what is this item, Dewey? Um, it is a pair of goggles of night. It will give you dark vision for 60 feet. Where did you get that? I made them. <laughs> <laughs> During your journey, maybe? Yes. During don't the- ask me anymore because... I got them when I switched to Artificer. You, you should have fucking told me, Max, the fuck? Okay, let's say you made these vibes. I like all of Max's secret items. Your secret <laughs> items? What the fuck? Okay, sure. Personally, I want Max to have more secret items. Okay, sounds good. Okay, yeah, so you, you toss these goggles of night toward Manaya, and what do you say to her? Put them on, a, like, a little bit closer to V. I'm hoping these will help her dear more clear. Or what do you like say, Manaya? Accurately. Give me a moment. I only have one hand. And I put them on with one hand, just like... Okay. Yeah, they've got that cool, like, elastic sports strap. Yeah. <laughs> so dorky. Okay, Manai, you put them on, uh, and you can sort of see, you, like, have to blink a little. It's like you're It's like you're seeing in the middle of the day now. You can see everything kind of, like, in, like, um, like night vision, you know, like the, the green kind of cast to everything, but you can see everything moving uh, very, very, very well. And in fact, like, the torches that some caravans have lit for themselves seem to glow extra, really way too bright with these goggles on. You look around, and sure enough, in the midst of all this chaos, you see V on the ground about to be run over by an elephant. And now, Dewey, you're coming up on V. So do you rappel down the rope and you try to grab her? Yep, I'm just hanging off the end of the rope, like, near the ground. Okay. And... Uh, both, I need <laughs> both yell. you and V to make a dexterity check. Love it. Oh, boy. I got an 11. Okay, 16. V, you extend your hand, Dewey grabs it and pulls you out of the way of this trampeding elephant as it just... Like, goes right past you. Um, and now, Dewey, I need you to make an athletics check to help, like, bring V up so she can start climbing Great. on her own. I'm so glad I used all of my inspiration. Oh, no. I got a six. Okay, that means that for now, V is still hanging. You're, like, still holding on. You're unable to lift her up to where the rope is. Uh, and V, you're, like, hanging. Like, your, your feet are, like, skimming the ground a little uh, as this hole is being, like, uh, ferried along uh, by, by the wagon. That yeah. seems on brand. This is the most fucked up Fury Road shit. This is some <laughs> fucked up Fury Road Dungeons and Dragons chase sequence going on here. Okay, so now we are going to go... Oka, Oka. Uh, Oka kind of uh, stand... Like, Oka watches V just, like, faceplant get run over by a rhino, but they just got smacked in the fucking body by a dinosaur uh, and fell out of the sky. Uh, So they're a little bit woozy, I think. Fucking fuck this shit. And they take off into the air again. They're going to activate their blood curse of binding. Okay. uh, And amplify it. So I am gonna roll 2d6. Four, two, six. six. (laughs) The blood's like from their various smacked out of the sky wounds. Uh, again, is gonna create this kind of uh, blood rope uh, and they are going to fly around the hooves of this bullshit ass dinosaur, uh, kind of like leaving this trail, like this trail of blood. And they're gonna then go like wrap it up and pull uh, to try to get, like to tangle its feet up in their blood curse of binding. What does it have to do? It needs to make a strength save. Against what? 14. Okay, it saves, but I will give you a choice. 
So <laughs> I will allow you to hold on to it. You know, like keep it, keep it tethered. But it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost you like a lot of your strength, and you're gonna have to take one level of exhaustion uh, oh. to like keep it there to make to make this work. No big deal. A level of exhaustion. Okay. I'm sure that won't come to bite me in the ass afterwards. Sounds good. So okay, you're now exhausted. As you're you're floating there, you know your wings are flapping. You're above this thing. Tendrils of blood whip out of your wounds and repel around its body, and you hold it tight, and it like. It like try. Oh my god, Oka! This thing is so fucking strong. It's like it's like taking down a tower. I think Oka yeah. also like falls and like you know they're yeah. And they're you're like heels, you, you, dug, you dig your heels in. Yeah. You've got like a Peter Parker like stopping the train kind of moment here, and you're like digging in oh, and like from the, the muscles back, are bulging. You know? Yeah, you're like your feet are like gouging into the ground, and you're like oh, like this is like the 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 hands down the strongest thing you've ever tried to wrestle. I've been thinking of Manaya. Yes, but you are miraculously somehow stopping it. It's, it like. It grinds to a halt, you know, its beak snapping. And uh, does it take damage from that, or? It does not, but it has a speed of zero and it cannot use reactions. This will last for one minute. Okay. Uh, that was a bonus action, technically. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, Oka is going to make uh, the end of it kind of like a blood, you know, just for favor, like a blood spear. Mm-hmm. Stick it in the ground and then take off. Uh, flying toward the cart that is getting faster and faster moving away from them. Okay. Away from us. Cool. So you're just gonna rejoin the cart. I am fucking off. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. So next to move is gonna be this creature. It can't take reaction, so it can't snap at you as you're you're running out of its uh, out of its range. And it, can't, it has a movement of zero. Movement of zero. So what this creature does is it lets out a roar of rage as it knows its prey is escaping, and then its neck sort of does the, the thing that like cats sometimes do when they're about to throw up, you know? And then it like undulates, undulates, and then like all of you see sort of like this glowing green thing, like orb, like travel crackle up its neck and coming out of its throat out of its huge beak is a huge globule of pulsating green liquid that splashes right onto the four of you. So I need all four of you to make a, let's see, dexterity saving throw. Do I get disadvantage because I'm driving? Yeah, the poor hippos. I mean, the hippos are just going to take it. Oh, natural 20, baby. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) die. I'm glad one of us will stay. I got an 11. 11 oh. out of 12. 12? 12? For Dewey as well? Buddies? Okay. Technically it's a 26. <laughs> okay. Can I use that to help anyone? Uh, yeah, since you got a natural 20, I will allow you to use your decks to save one of your friends. To help, to like, allow one of them to basically succeed the check. Because as the scores currently stand, Manaya, Dewey, and V all failed. They're flying at a fucking breakneck pace. And they're just gonna slam into the side, I think, of one of the hippos to try to move to just make everyone veer to like a different side. Okay. Yeah. So I think what this means is you're going to be trading your success for the success of everyone else. So you're going to be in direct line of fire. This is what the payoff means. Uh, And everyone else will only take half damage. Uh, I mean, this feels in character. I I can go, as long as you don't literally literally auto kill me. Like deal like 50, 60 points of damage. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Sounds good. So everyone else, that means you only take half damage. Oka, you take a full amount. So the full amount is 12 points of poison damage. They technically have advantage on saves against poison and resistance to it. Oh, so let's just say you take half damage for the poison. Uh, We're so scared. Nine points of acid damage and six points of fire damage. 27. Yes. Total. Yes. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. 
You lived, bitch. Okay. As this creature like fades into the background and uh, y'all can leave initiative now. I drop uh, V because I'm I have a strength of zero. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have a strength okay. of negative two. So Oka body slams a hippo and then just rolls into the dirt and stops moving. Uh, Manaya jumps the fuck out. Dewey take the reins, books it for Oka on the ground since we're still moving. V just drops the ground too. Up. Okay. I was already, my feet were already dragging on the ground. So yeah, you like were. Really v, you drop to the ground. Dewey, what about you? You drop onto the top of the caravan? I guess. Okay, you swing yourself because you're still holding on to like the end of the rope. You swing yourself onto the top of the caravan. Do you dispel your spell? Yeah. Okay, you dispel your rope spell. It just disappears. It vanishes. Oka lays face down with their head on the, they lay in the dirt. face down in the dirt for like a second. As, as we're running, um, Anaya yells, V, we need light. V's on the ground with two points of health left, so she's a little messed up. Uh, she just raises a single palm and just casts light out of her palm. Just as like a bloody mess of goo on the ground. So V and Oka are both like face down on the ground. <laughs> face down, ass up on the ground. Connie! V, v ignites bonk, uh, bonk, uh, her hand and Manaya, you see your two party members like downed. What do you do, Manaya? Oka's the farthest, so she's going to book it for Oka, pick them up under her arm, uh, and do do the anime thing where it's like, ho, 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 thing. <laughs> As she books it back to V, picks her up, potato sack her, and then just run. Okay, try to catch you, up with the caravan. Make an athletics check for me, Manaya, to see Thank if you, you catch up. Hey, guess what? Not fucking 20. Yeah! What's the total? Yeah! yeah. Uh, 26. Yeah, that's more than you, What does it look like as you catch up to the caravan? And with your nap 20, 20 you can just, you can bring them to safety onto the wagon. Uh, Manaya, like, catches up, is, like, To the running, flapping like, tailgate bugging. of the back of the wagon, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she... You see Dewey on top of the roof. Uh, basically just jumps into the, into the back of the cab- caravan. Yeah, carrying, like, however many hundred pounds of, of friends uh, as you jump into the back and the, the wagon sort of squeak a little um, and the three of you, because none of you are unconscious technically, see like kind of like a, a thrown around crates that were tossed Manaya when you were sort of driving a little erratically. A few crates looked to have been smashed and you see a few smashed potions on the ground um, from when you were driving kind of hard, Manaya. And the, the main thing you see is like kind of like a mini cannon. So Manaya's going to set both of them down gently on the, onto the backs and yell to the forward, squeak, health potions, where are they? I'll compensate you for them later. Well, you smashed like half of my supply, uh, but there should be another crate uh, across across the aisle should be marked with a big H. Uh, you, you see health crate looking yes, at. You see the crate. <laughs> As you go over to the crate to pry it open, uh, Oka and V, the two of you are lying on the ground of the wagon, your eye level with the cannon. If you would like to roll history for it, go ahead. <laughs> I rolled a three, which really was a war down, huh? That was a 19 uh, with with history, you say? Yes. Which is something Oka's proficient in. 24. Okay, v, v, it looks like a cannon. Uh, even with a three, all you can really tell is that it looks maybe too long in, in design. Uh, and Oka, yeah, this thing is too long in. Not just that, but it was made, you recognize, like, the um, insignia, and let's say the signature of a court official. Uh, from the royal palace of Toulon. Like the part of Iron Man where the bomb falls next to him and it has Tony Stark on it and he looks at it and he's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a, a court magician, basically. A court wizard designed this. Uh, and the last name. Do you speak Toulonan? Yes, I do. 
Okay, uh, the last name of this is Moa, which is familiar to you. It sort of has like designs on the side that resemble flames, maybe, and it's still smoking a little. And Squeak goes, don't be scared of the cannon. It, it's, it can only be used like once a day. And it costs 3,000 gold, so no taking it. Okay, reaches out. Uh, they're like, in, I like to think that getting smacked out of the sky by a dinosaur and also having exhaustion probably means they have a concussion. Manaya, uh, you hmm? pry it open the crate and inside you see several glittering health potions. Uh, Manaya just takes two of them, goes over to each of her downed party members one by one. I'm not going to describe this in detail, but she makes V and Oka drink. Uh, Oka is just laying on the ground of the wagon. What in the after was that thing? Oka? Monster expert? Do you know? It was absolutely fucked up. That was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. That was so... Oka kind of lifts their head. Is that what a dragon is? Is that a dragon? What? No. Dragons don't have legs. Besides, we all know dragons don't exist. V says, like, slowly coming to. She's, like, starting to sit up. She's feeling better, but she's still a little... She's bloody. She's bloody. You look like you Whatever it was. By an elephant. It was a, it was a rhino. It was... A, I, I don't even remember anymore. I choose not to remember. Whatever it was, the important thing is that we're safe. And approaching the court, it looks like. V's right. Dragons are extinct. Well, I mean, we thought giants were extinct, and the four of you, I guess you saw their dead bodies back in, back in Damataki. And we all thought the paragons were just a, a child's tale, but now obviously that's been proven wrong, given the fact that there's a literal god inside you, Oka. Don't remind me, please. Look, look, let's just focus on getting to the court. I'm sorry about the hippos. I hope they're okay. You'll be okay. They'll be traumatized, but they'll be okay. Uh, Oka, how long will that binding thing last? Not very long. And all of you sort of hear like a distant like screech and roar. Once we hit the swamp, it'll be impeded severely. That's true. And once the once the the sun comes back up, or ugh, I'm still not used to that. When it gets light out again, I guess. I should have stayed with my new friends. And V like takes a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think Oka and V maybe are just laying together on the floor of the wagon. Manaya's gonna tidy up. She wasn't hurt that much, so she's just gonna, like, put the boxes back. Sure, yeah. Uh, you put all, what boxes haven't been smashed, like, back together. You notice that, like, the other crate was also filled with four potions of greater healing, but they, they've been smashed. Um, you're like, oh, oh well. Uh, and you, like, help tidy up. You, like, put the tailgate back up. Um, do we find the flap in the top of the the canvas on the top of the wagon and like tumbles back into the wagon and tries to make himself useful like wiping blood off of the uh the two of injured ones and like cleaning up broken glass and like eyeing the cannon nervously yeah would you like to make a history check let me do that okay v is doing two things one noticing like the chrysalis robe is a little torn up around the edges a little frayed a little dirty and then uh, also pulling out those gems that she managed to steal and just like finally getting a chance to just like check them out and enjoy them. And there, yep, yep. There's that nice big glittering gem. All of you see V procure a gem you've never seen her procure before with like smaller coins around. V, great. I, where, where did you get that? Oh, she's just readying her payment for the for the potions that we do that uh, were unfortunately destroyed. 
I didn't I, ask for potions. Saved her life. I worked very hard for these friends. You have no idea what I've been through for this. That's so generous of you. I guess Squeak has done a lot for us. That's that's really nice of you, Friends, why do you do this to me? Your generosity knows no bounds, V. And Oka's gonna like pat V on the cheek and cast Healing Hands, so you'll get seven more HP. Okay. Uh, Dewey, what did you get? Uh, crisp 25. 25? Oh, that's okay. a super crisp That's 25. really crisp. Okay, so Dewey, you would know everything I told Oka. And you would also know, based on your knowledge, you've like read a lot, you know a lot of things about the eight, like book learning. And based on your book learning, uh, you know that the seal of Moor uh, is the seal of Queen Moor Gulian, who is the first wife of the emperor. Uh, and like basically like the head bitch head head bitch in charge. Uh, what did you call the emperor's wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and based on the CEO, this probably wasn't like her creation, uh, but one of her like various officials, or perhaps like uh, one of her her offspring, one of the prince or princesses. The four of you finally reach the court of ravens. When you get there, it is real dark and there are a lot of other caravans around you. Squeak sort of like slows down the pace um, of the hippos. Uh, and she actually like turns, like, you know, turns back to face you as like, it slows down from 30 miles an hour to like five miles an hour as you begin to like walk and can hear other people around you, like other like ungulates and other hippos and whatnot, like tr- trundling along on, on, on the dirt. And you no longer hear like just, just trundling, but also like some <coughs> as like hooves presumably go into softer ground. Too, and he, you also hear like water, like water being like disturbed, water being drunk, water being splashed around in as well. So if anyone of you would like to poke your head out of the caravan somehow, uh, you would see all around you dozens of other wagons, people riding them, the steeds pulling them along, and in front of you, you can smell it too in the air, huge looming cypress trees, and the beginning of the Paluto, the beginning of the Paluto Weald, which is this massive swamp you know, fen, bog, bayou, whatever you want to call it, that encompasses pretty much the entirety of the Court of Ravens. Uh, and you notice, actually, the reason why you've slowed down is because checkpoints, almost like in, in like a car, when you like slow down to get your easy pass, like dinged and you go through, it's like checkpoints have been set up at this border. Um, and all of you, uh, so is anyone like, are all four of you like poking your heads out to like see what's going on? I'm actually going to go to the front and sit by Squeak and be like, friend, what do I owe you for the damage back there? How about... 50 gold. 50 gold, that's extortion, friend. Extortion, I have provided health, healing potions, tent, travel, knowledge of the world and of the root. We have a god resting in one of my friends here. Oh, you think that makes you better, Demi? Six gold pieces, nothing. Six? Not a, a Those potions themselves more. are worth your entire life, V. Knock share, so now fork over the gold. I know you have it. <laughs> this, this is robbery. Robbery. I will give you 20 gold pieces, friend. 45, and not a single ingot lower. Well, here's 30 gold pieces, my final offer. 35. Ah, <sighs> friend, when I save your life... I expect double back, and I give 35 gold pieces. Okay. <laughs> As this conversation ends, Manaya walks up and pulls 15 gold out of her pocket. Sorry about that. V can get a little... Well, she likes her money. 
Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, this reminds me, have I paid y'all in-game no. yet for, like, how much money you've gotten from the no. Republic? <laughs> Zero. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, so the Republic gave all of you, each of you, a hundred pieces of gold for your help. Um, v, you sit up by where Squeak is. Manaya, Dewey, Oka, are you poking your heads up? Oka continues to be face down on the floor of the cart. Okay. They're having a minute. Okay, that's fine. Manaya has missed the sound of water for the past three months, so she is poking her head out and getting as close as she can without getting out of the caravan. Okay, you poke her head out through the roof or through one of the flaps on the sides? Uh, she's gonna stay up by Squeak, actually. Okay, sounds good. You also poke your head poke out, head out sort of on. like, yeah, by where Squeak and VR. Dewey? Dewey's gonna poke his head out one of the side flaps, uh, just like, like not wanting to leave Oka, like, they look rough, but like... Yeah. Okay. So curious. Sounds good. You just poke your head out, and all of you except for Oka sort of see like vast cypress trees looming like in the near distance, like almost like you can touch it. You smell like earth, like fertile, like silt. You know, um, you can almost like taste the condensation in the air. You can sort of hear like insects buzzing around you, mosquitoes. And in fact, V like a mosquito lands on your neck and starts sucking. Maybe you like slap at it. You know, and like Manaya as well. Like some gnats start buzzing around you. Um, but it's not like it's humid, but it's cold. It's rather an odd contradiction. Um, and V, if you were to slap that mosquito and then look at it, uh, its its legs and its body are kind of like crystalline, almost like it's like snowflakey, instead of like regular mosquitoes you might find elsewhere in Indake. And all around you, you sort of see like little like small ponds and small little puddles and pools of like uh, still water uh, with lily pads on top, lotus flowers floating, uh, as well as like little bits of like ice, maybe also patches like floating, like half like mushy, icy, swampy puddles. And you also see like the hoof of a big elephant like step in one of those as it like trundles past you. And up front, at where the cypress trees begin and the and the badlands sort of like fade away. It's now becoming more swampy, more grassy, more rocky, uh, with all sorts of like uh, uh, water all around you. You see like um, knees of cypress trees jutting out of like the water in front of you. Um, and you see like sort of in like a long line stretching from like horizon to horizon, illuminated by like balls of light, like magical balls of light floating on top. Um, denizens of the court of ravens. Probably their officials or leaders uh, in the community at stopped at like intervals to like apparently like take take paperwork, etc. You see, they are dressed kind of in like um, lo- cl- clothing that's like loose and in dark, very like solemn colors that are cuffed uh, at like uh, the wrists and at the ankles to prevent like water from going in and, and bugs from crawling up, presumably. And they're all wearing like long, very tall, like, almost like galosh galoshes, like uh, boots made for like swampy uh, environs. And almost all of them are wearing masks too, with like beaks, almost like plague doctor masks. They got like beaks going on, so you can't really see their faces. And they range like wildly in height and size as well. Uh, And Squeak goes, all right, it's almost our turn. Do you have your paperwork ready? Or what? Oka says into the floor. Your paperwork, you know, to prove where you're from and who you are. I've never needed paperwork. Oh my god, Oka. Dr. Luso didn't go over this with you? I've got plenty of papers. I mean, who do we want to be? Whoever you're going to be accounted for here, V. I don't want my name to be attached to that of a grifter. Just use your real name. What if I don't have a real name, friend? V, come on, you've got to have like some sort of like birth records or like like citizen papers. Mine got v starts up. 
when we were attacked just now, I think I dropped it into the into that monster's mouth. Do you have anything that can prove your identity, Oka? What? Actually, speaking of which, where are you from? Like Tama, right? But how come you couldn't get into Dabathati without V? I could get into Dabathati without V. V just chose to get into Dabathati her way. Okay, well just pull out your Republic papers, Janoka. I dropped them into the monster's oh. mouth. Did you? I pull out a note card and write Oka's name on it. Are you trying to forge identity papers or like make it really obvious that it's not real? Um, I'm not good at... I'm not but making like know, a huge effort to make it. You know who uh, is good at forging uh-huh. documents is your friend V. So let me do it. V, what do you it's have for skill. me? Come on, come on. All right, so V starts pulling out some paperwork, you know, um... It, blank documents from basically any region of Andake and starts making very nice, looks very nice calligraphy of, of, of the Oka. Republic, I'm guessing. Yes. Do you want, do you want this to look, is there any name you would prefer on here? Oka. All right. And V's making it look nice and hands it to Oka. Is there anybody else who needs anything while I'm here? Would Manaya have papers? Like, I mean, I didn't, you didn't tell me anything about it in character creation you, or anything, but... All of you default have papers, but given the okay. specifics of some of your backstories, I don't know if you do. Or okay. if you would want to use the papers you have, or if you've destroyed them. Uh, what about you, um, Dewey? I feel like, Dewey, you would have, like, papers from, from like, Uhanahi. Yes. I think most of them still list that I'm a employee of the URL. Yes, they so would. So I turn to V, and I'm just, like, kind of on the side, like, shielding everyone else from seeing, but I'm like, can you... Can you help me get rid of this one line? Um, I This isn't accurate anymore. I don't what's, work what, there. What's your fake job? Where do you say you're unemployed? <laughs> uh, uh, I am a vehicle mechanic. Okay. You put yourself nice. down as a vehicle mechanic. Sounds good. V, yeah, works to basically forge it to look like... That's what it says. Uh, and Manaya, I think you have your papers. I think you're fine. You're the only one who like has her shit together. V, what papers are you using? Are you using Ronnie's papers or Veronica? No, I do Vicky Longfellow. Okay, Vicky Longfellow. Cool. You forge these papers real fast, uh, and yeah. then you finally arrive at a checkpoint uh, where you hear like kind of like a high pitched voice, almost sounds like like it's maybe a child uh, coming from like the mask. Go, hi there. Do you have your papers? Do you mind if I, we, I just take a look in the back? How many people do you have traveling with you here today? Well, there's me, and then there's four other people, and I'm a merchant. Here are my papers. Uh, turns to you, V, who, who you're sitting out front. Yes, Vicky Longfellow, here you are. Here's, here's my papers. There you go. Uh, this, like, kind of short person with, like, the, the plague doctor mask on nods takes, takes both of your papers, looks at them. What is the investigation check that they have to pass? Okay, so that's 14. They glance at it. They say, okay... And you said you had three other people in the back. Do you mind if I go and take a look? Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, and Manaya, Dewey, and Oka, the two, three of you here, galoshes going through like a uh, mud, and then the tailgate comes down, and you see like a little, like a small person, maybe only like four feet tall, uh, poke poke their beacon uh, with the mask on, and they look. Hi, can I have uh, papers, please? Oh, of course. Okay, Manaya. Sorry, it's a little bit of a mess in here. We had a. No worries, we heard about the monster attack. You know, it's very, very lucky that our uh, duke decided to open the borders. Let's see. Um, Anaya Waidara, you've come a long way. Uhanahi, that's quite far. As merchants make our ways throughout the world. Isn't that right, Squeak? 
Yes, yes, make our way through the world, go chasing gold, 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 gold. All right, uh, and you, please. And she gestures toward you, Dewey. Can I retcon that I also changed the uh, where I'm from? Okay, where did you change it to? Uh, Nabal. Nabal, the championship, okay. Actually, let's do you last in that case, Cardu. Okay. Uh, Oka, you please with the eyes. They're still, they're still got a, like an, an old bloody nose, you know, yep. they look fucked up. Yep. Well, thank you. Oka, do you have a last name? Well, nope. it's fine, not everyone has a last name. I don't. Okay, you are from okay, the Republic. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Everything looks to be in order, and you. Takes yours, Dewey. Says, I know what's going on here. I'm sorry, but I can't let anyone from the championship who's here for the, for the derby come in, and it's clear you are. You're from the championship, and you're a vehicle mechanic. What? Don't I'm... pretend like you don't know. I, I was, I'm just hired to travel with these people yeah, the, to make sure their wagon doesn't break down. I'm, yeah, he's here for our caravan. We've hired him. Hmm, well perhaps I could be persuaded to look the other way as this child attempts to extort you. <laughs> uh, I... v, <laughs> oh, no. v pulls out uh, the box of cigars. Would you like a cigar, friend? Uh, Offering tilts. a child a... Cigar? I like the box. Okay. Uh, he dumps out the, I think it was five cigars remaining and gives the box. There you go. And your tie. Mm, let's not get greedy, friend. I like your tie. Give it to me. Uh, what about uh, two gold pieces? You can buy your own tie. Two gold? What am I going to do with two gold? Shine my shoes? My buy a nice tie. No, I, no, no. I want I your think, tie. I don't think you actually have any legitimate reason to deny my entry. Um, can, my I, legitimate reason to deny you entry uh, is that, first of all, it is out of the Duke's kindness, out of the kindness of his heart that he's decided to open the borders, with the exception of rabble rousers from the championship. That is the compromise he's had with the Duchess. Specifically here for the Derby. You tell me what this looks like. You're from the championship. You're a vehicle me mechanic. I can't let you through. And I'm with a bunch of people who aren't... You're from someone from Talad, who are also known for collaborating with people from the championship. I don't okay. know this... Manaya, I feel like... You know what? I I'd let Manaya through because I feel like maybe you just got caught up in this nonsense. And maybe also Squeak, even though Squeak's from the Republic too. And I, I have half a mind to not let her, her through either. You would really not let us through... We're the people who stopped that monster back there. That's what you and everyone else is saying. Really? Do you have evidence? Listen, I'm gonna need that tie, which I think is a pretty fair price to pay, or I'm, I'm gonna have to turn you away. I'm sorry. This tie is very magical, friend. If you take this tie, I'm not responsible for what it does to you in your sleep. That's fine. How about 10 gold pieces? <laughs> okay, I'll take 10. All right. Uh, and he puts it into the box of cigars and, like, really, like, slams it shut hard and, like, flick, just, like, shoves it into the kid's face. The kid, like, uh, stumbles back a little because they're still a child. Uh, but they take the box and they go, ha, 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 ha. All right, you can go through. And, like, they put the tailgate back up and they slap the side of the caravan. Uh, and Squeak starts driving the hippos deeper into the court. I've never seen V so free with her gold. So I'm just staring oh. at her. 
Trust me, V is stewing, stewing up, and like kind of muttering under her breath, kid. <laughs> and um, but also like holding on to her tie for dear life. Ten gold says that was Ibia just fucking with us. <laughs> I am not losing any more gold today, friends. I'm making no bets. Oh, the children of the court never change. So what's this about a derby? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGraham. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. Soundscape designed this episode is by Vincent McElroy of Heroes in Progress. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azura, Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Mitzi, Moonflower Tea, Purple Mouse, and Risa.